When I think back to school bomb scares or school bomb threats when I was a kid in the 1980s and 1990s, they ranged anywhere from mild entertainment to an unexpected but fun day off of school. None of the students ever took it seriously. Generally, we assumed it was someone looking to get some attention or to get out of a test, of which there are documented cases. I remember a time or two in high school when I arrived in the morning and they were already shuffling everyone off into the gym and it wasn't for a school rally. It was because that was the first place the dogs always sniffed and cleared so they had a place to put us kids. Never, not once, can I remember one of those threats resulting in anything other than a delayed start to the day or canceled classes altogether. That started to change for me when I was in college. Northern Michigan University is literally just down the street from my old high school. So when I was a journalism student and started hearing about a rash of bomb threats at the high school, I got interested. It turned into one of my very first full stories, wound up going on my resume reel that helped me get my first job. The story was basically that school had to be canceled completely, like three or five times in a single month because of these continued threats. I wasn't aware of a lot of the implications of this, like schools are required by the state to have students in class for so many hours in a given year or you lose funding. Now that may mean adding days in June to make up those hours. At 19 years old, I didn't know that. And some parents in the community were genuinely starting to worry. What if something actually happened? What if a bomb really went off? So this was the first time these incidents carried any kind of weight with me. Thankfully, nothing ever happened. But something did happen this year at a small school in a small town in West Michigan, and people were hurt. The community was hurt, and there was a lot of anger afterwards. But in today's episode, while we will talk a little about the explosion itself, we're not going to focus on it. That was one of the school's darkest days. We will be focusing on the days that followed, which were some of the school's brightest days. This is Alone at the Desk with Nick Lefebvre, a podcast by an average middle-aged guy who just happens to be a TV news anchor. We talk about the exciting and the boring parts of life, the industry, and life in the industry. And we cover some important stories along the way. Brought to you by 13 On Your Side News in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The morning of March 8th was a typical one in Nuevo, Michigan. It was a Monday. People were going back to work after the weekend. March Madness was back. Nothing unusual. It was typical. Until it wasn't. We begin at 5 with breaking news related to an explosion inside of a classroom at Nuevo High School. It happened right around 9 a.m. A student brought in some kind of a homemade device and it blew. Six people were injured, including the 16-year-old who set off the device. Police, the school district, and a child welfare investigator all say the same thing. It was not malicious or intentional, just bad judgment. Bad judgment that hurt four other students, a teacher, and cost that student both his thumbs. We embraced each other. It was not, we didn't feel, um, we didn't have fear. That's English teacher Donna Grotus. 
you know, Nuevo, for some reason, we just, we stick together. And it was, it was actually, you know, the days after um, we, we kept going, we moved forward. Our students, um, we were, were always in the hallways. We're always, you know, very um, approachable. So we continue to be that way. Um, there might've been a few more side hugs or a few more smiles or, you know, nods to just to gesture and to make sure that kids knew that it was okay. But, you know, we moved forward. We didn't, we wanted to keep normalcy. So we, we maintained that. Despite the unified front in the school, some were seeing a different reaction in the community. There was a lot of anger, anger directed at the student, his father, who we'll get to in a little while, and the district, especially on social media. You kind of have that when you see, you know, the Facebook uh, public school page deleting posts because there's so many negative comments on that. You kind of have that like, what kind of community am I a part of? Stacy Barenbrock is a mother of four boys. Her oldest son, William, just started at Nuego High School this year. She and her family were, by her own admission, still kind of newish to the area, having moved from nearby Sparta a few years ago. When everything happened at the high school, there was just a lot of like really loud voices that were angry and hateful. And I just saw this as an opportunity to just be the opposite of that. Stacy says her go-to move is a gift basket. She's been doing it for years. So even though she wasn't really well connected, she started with the connections that she did have. And so that's how it started. Um, and just knowing a few moms that knew a lot of moms, um, we were able to pull this Facebook group together, get a list of all of the staff. Um, and I just gave them some guidelines, like keep it under 30 so that the baskets are equal. And let's just show the staff that we um, hear them, that we see them, we love them and support them. Each teacher would be adopted by a student's parent or a member of the community. They were responsible for getting the basket together and getting it to that teacher. And the nice thing about the baskets or the surprising thing was that the families, the parents delivered them with the child. So it wasn't just something that landed on our desk. It, it, they came with, they, they wanted to share it. They wanted to talk about the basket. Donna was touched, but she was especially impressed by how individualized the baskets wound up being. Each basket was designed with each person in mind. Color schemes, their likes, they, they did their research. They, they knew us and they wanted to make it real personal. And according to Stacy, this was not by accident. A lot of the community members and parents that um, adopted a staff member knew them fairly personally. Um, so they were able to curate baskets directly to them. Gifts from parents of your students is of course special, but it didn't stop there. In fact, it seemed as though it was just getting started. Nuevo's always been a really tight-knit community, but what the amazing thing that came out of it is, is the actions. The local churches, the restaurants, even a neighboring school district um, treated us to lunch and treated the kids. And we had parents that brought in food for classes. It, it was just an outpouring of love that, you know, our, our kids here at Nuego are, you know, they show that line pride every day and the community um, embraces and supports them. But to just, I mean, it was overwhelming for weeks on end, we were going to the, to the workroom and finding food and snacks and little notes and it, the outpouring was amazing and we we've always felt supported but boy it, it the, the love that we felt in, in that period of time after that event it was just amazing i i 
I broke down, well, a lot of us broke down in, in tears a lot of, you know, just joy. And um, it was it was amazing to see the support. While those gifts were being brought to the school, something else was building inside of the school. They call it the positivity wall. It looks to be about 20 feet wide, stretches all the way to the ceiling, and it is filled with all kinds of notes with encouraging messages and pictures. They were put there by students and staff from other schools throughout the district. That was a big surprise as well. The best part of that, Nick, to be honest, was you know, we had elementary, we had high school or middle school kids make little signs, but to see a little elementary kid hold up a sign saying, we're in this fight with you, or you're amazing, or you're awesome, just to see the smile on their face, it, it brought us so much comfort and joy. I mean, we came together as a district. I mean, middle school and elementary kids and staff, they just, they, they showed us love. It was amazing. Things could have basically ended right there. Something scary happened. People were hurt. Then people got angry. But as you often see, thankfully, people start to rally around those who were affected. The entire community and neighboring communities got involved. It generally seems to have helped the healing process. And we need that togetherness, especially during COVID, which has literally kept us physically apart. This, in the end, wound up drawing people closer. But it wasn't the end. Nuevo High School and its students wanted to do something to say thank you to the people and businesses for picking them up when they were down. They came up with what they called Lion Pride Day. They're the Nuevo Lions, by the way. The 9th and 12th graders literally went out and took a full day to pay it forward. Painting fire hydrants, um, putting mulch, um, cleaning veterans' yards, um, going to the cemetery and Marshall Park, some of the downtown areas, and giving back to the community and trying to make our place beautiful. Um, they showed us so much love and kindness that now we want to give back and, you know, continue to, to show that we have that lion pride. I want to close by giving you an update in a few numbers. First, the 16-year-old accused in this Nuevo High School incident has been charged, as has his father, David Saylor. The boy's been charged with manufacture and or possession of a Molotov cocktail or similar device, and he's been charged with possession of a weapon in a weapon-free school zone. His father is facing several federal charges. According to the federal government, explosion incidents in the United States went from 630 in 2015 to 715 in 2019. That's a 13% increase. They consider an explosion incident to be one where explosive materials, chemical or ignitable mixtures, were determined to be the primary cause of an explosion. Coinciding injuries and deaths have also gone up. On the plus side, the number of general bomb threats, not just to schools, went down 53% during that same time. But high schools, far and away the most popular target. When something like this happens, there's no guarantee of how it's going to play out. In this instance, thankfully, no one was killed. And just as thankfully, people decided to use it as an opportunity to pull together rather than to push apart. The last year and a half has been filled with opportunity to show my kids um, how we can respond and when certain situations are thrown at us. And because I had a kid directly affected by this, that was it was literally just a strong conviction to kind of drown out the noise of all of the loud people on social media and to show my son who is in high school, like we can be good. Um, 
in this situation, we don't have to fall into that, that crowd that's, that's angry and um, criticizing of everything. So as a teacher, I mean, I, I always feel supported. Um, I come from my, my husband's a teacher. My father-in-law was a principal. Um, you know, I, I've been at this for 36 years and I love it. The passion is there, but never have I felt that amount and from so many people and even just people outside of our community just stepped up and embraced us. This has been Alone at the Desk with Nick LaFave. If you'd like to hear more of our episodes, just go to 13onyourside.com slash podcasts. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And you can find me at twitter.com slash nicklafave or facebook.com slash nicknews. And you can email me directly at nicklafave at 13onyourside.com. Thanks for listening.